Welcome, everybody, to the Bill Brasky podcast, Bill Brasky Fatcast, taking you worldwide. Tonight, we have a very special guest, the Mississippi playboy himself, Rick Dunsford. Rick, how you doing, buddy? Uh, pretty good, bro. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm excited because you know what? This community has been boring as fuck lately. So tonight, we're going to liven it up a little bit. What do you say? Hey, I'm game, bro. I'm game. All right, so let's let's dive right in because last time we did a podcast, it was Mr. Miser and Hairwitch. Miser, thank you again. Uh, you're always a joy. Just uh, taking a trip down your mind is is just a wonderful adventure. But tonight we're going to be a little bit more focused on guns relate Guns and Roses related news, Guns and Roses related info, and uh, maybe some rumors. So first things first, um, one of the major stories this year is the UII box set coming out. Uh, we're expecting it to come out quarter four, uh, maybe September, October at the earliest right now. Uh, it appears Ain't Going Down is going to be the release uh, that they've redone, a la Shadow of Your Love. Rick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it probably makes sense. Uh, recycling old shit to uh, sell to us. I mean, there's nothing new with this band. But, yeah, I've known that they've been working on a uh, box set for Usual Illusions. Um and I know it's going to be missing a lot of good shit, too. So, Yeah, no West Arkenian because the family owns that and they're not going to let that be uh, shared with the UII box set. So no crash died for you, folks. And can we also say, Trockley, shame on you for not getting the right shows. I mean, I know the UMG fire happened, but you've been a band employee now for a year and a half. You can do better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, boys, it's going to be one of those podcasts tonight, just so we're clear. I mean... I know there's topics we're staying away from, but there's going to be a lot we're just going to hit head on. So that's the UII, guys. I mean, there's really nothing else to discuss about it right now. It's going to be overpriced. It's going to be just remasters of a bunch of shit. It's going to have one completely redone new song on. Instead of that, it's going to be the same shit we've had since, you know, the 90s. If you went to the fucking Sam Goody or your local record store, well, there it is. Just in a little better quality for hundreds of dollars more. Yeah, if you just wait a couple... Wait about six months, you'll get it for uh, over a half price off, you know. So I only paid like a little over three hundred dollars for my appetite box set. Did you get a tro- uh, toy truck with it too? Did you get like a little dump truck? Did you get a fire truck? Hell Maybe a no, kids man. book. It came with a little cassette inside. Oh, nice. No, but uh, but when I first got the box set, man, uh, you can actually take everything out and resell it individually, and you would make a killing off of it. So like I'm, I've had like three of these box sets. Are you autographing them? You know, Rick Dunsford's box set. Did you like you put your little signature on there? See if it gets you five bucks more on eBay. Hell no. Well, shame on you. The... No, but I've got a. I don't know. I've, I've kept. I got one box and I've got uh, everything in it, you know. But I've just kept the certificate that had the lowest number, and then I sold the. You know, like I said, I sold two complete ones already. You know, so I changed my mind. I want it, but I don't know. The usual illusions box set, they're going to probably ask a thousand dollars for it. Um, is it going to have a Blu-ray with it? Going to have any concerts? Video? It's going to have some Blu-ray to it, but it's going to be shit we've already seen. I mean, I'm hearing Paris 92 might be an option, which whoop-de-fucking-do. I mean, yay, Paris again. Shocking considering Trockley's involved, right? <laughs> oh. Kids, I'm telling you, if you want to listen to the one of our podcast episodes, tonight is the night we're not going to fucking take prisoners. Don't worry. We're going to get into the unreleased tracks 
the actual descriptions of these tracks, who might have these tracks. We're not fucking around here tonight, guys. Let's get into it, man. All right, fuck it. I'm ready. All right, so let's look at it this way. Uh, Cuban Skies, Rick, what do you, what have you heard? What do you know? Because I got some information, and I'll pass it on. Fill me in. Tell me what you got. I've heard Cuban Skies is very much like nothing. It's a nothing of a fucking song. That if we're getting excited over Cuban Skies, you're going to be sorely, sorely disappointed. Ah. Yeah. That, where'd you hear that from? Like, I got, I got, I got a few people that are a few people that know a few people. Listen, okay. Joey Numbers runs books and he knows these things. But then there's sometimes that Brasky is not exactly, you know, transparent. You know, sometimes I might have thrown out that, hey, Seven has flutes. Well, guess what, kids? On the podcast, I'm here to tell you when it's bullshit and when it's not. Seven doesn't have flutes. It has a bunch of faggy strings. If the song oh. that you want to talk about with flutes, we're thinking Ides of March, which is like a silkworm's abortion of a song made by fucking our dear friend, Dizzy Reed, who is just how he has a job, no one knows. But that's Ides of March. I mean, if you want to talk fucking Seven, it's got a bunch of strings. It's another fucking uh, orchestra piece that we don't need. Um, does anyone have any questions about closing in on you? Because I heard we've already heard that song. Mm. No, I haven't heard that one. I haven't heard it yet. Okay, so closing in on you may or may not be Eye on You, which would make a lot of sense. Yeah, Eye on You did sound uh, incomplete. It just, there's no way that is a complete song. Um, but I don't know, man, like, uh, the silkworm stuff, the industrial stuff that they're doing. Um, I would like to hear more of that and hear how experimental Axel really gets with it. You know, uh, I would like to hear more of those uh, completed village sessions. I would like to hear uh, post, uh, like, you know, here 2002 to 2004. I would like to hear what happened during those times. Well, Eyes on You is going to be a real good choice. If you're going to be looking for what happened in 2003, uh, just imagine a lot of Taco Bell trips, uh, some cocaine trips. And no studio work because Bucket left and uh, Axel was all butter because the label said, hey, fuck you. We're not paying you anymore not to do anything. Yes, we might have put Roy Thomas Baker in there to sabotage you with his useless fucking expenditures and adding chorus and adding orchestras. But we're not going to punish you for our shitty hiring decision. <laughs> all right. Let's talk a little bit more. I've also heard rumors that uh, have you ever heard of a song that called Hearts Get Killed? Hearts Get Killed? Indeed. No, I haven't. I'm hearing that was Prostitute. I'm hearing a lot of these songs, you know, we originally told that there was maybe 40, 50 songs. I'm looking at my fucking uh, 2000 Intentions playlist on my phone, which, uh, you know, could could be just real or fake. But I got like 27, 28 tracks on there. There's not that many more songs that are really out in the ether that people uh, uh, can get their hands on. Um but let's look at it this way. So hearts get killed. Supposedly it's prostitute. Seven has strings. Ides of March is going to be with flutes and fucking very experimental. Uh, Leave me alone is a song that's been brought up a lot lately. I'm also on the impression that that one became another song. I was told by somebody who we're not allowed to mention on this show, but he might be a little bit uh, uh, in the carny game, might be a, a Hebrew man that uh state of grace and the general could possibly be one and the same. And the more I've heard them, and the more I'm leaning towards it. Yeah, see that right there? I'm not believing that right there, uh, that they're the, 
they're the same. Because the party clip, uh, it just sounds too different to me. But you can't really hear the party clip real well at all. But I don't know, man. It's just, uh, it's clear. I, I don't think they're the same. What about the bridge? That the bridge matches up perfectly. Like I said, man, I, I've mess. I've talked to a few of the people who've actually worked on this stuff, man, and no one's ever told me that uh, that these two are the same songs. And the songs have got brought up at different times, you know. So, but I, I know that these guys are not allowed to talk about it with NDAs and stuff. But surely one of them would have let it slip by now. But I, I don't know. I'm. I want to need to hear a little bit more before I can say yes or no on that. Buddy, I understand, but this is just Guns yeah. N' Roses, you know, where we deal with little bits of information that we put, try to put together to come up with the actual story. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of interesting things. I mean, the whole Zootot thing is always interesting. I know for a fact that Zootot has another version of this I love that's never been released. <laughs> well, I know for a fact uh, Zootot has a whole lot of stuff that hasn't been released yet. You do? Like, for what? Um, Dude, he has a lot more. Like the village stuff that leaked before, yeah, that's just there's 400 more CDs that Zootat has. But are they instrumentals, or do we have stuff with vocals? Do we have stuff that's you know the Roy Thomas Baker mixes towards the end of uh, August and September of that year? Um, from the way it was described to me was when he came in, you know, he immediately got made copies of everything that's already been recorded. And then as uh, recording was done, he made copies of all that. So he stayed on top of it, you know, uh, hence why he has 400 CDs. So I'm not sure how much recording was done prior to uh, to 2001, you know, but he said he went in and made the copies of all that. And I know there was a sympathy disc as well. So uh, have you have you thought about getting a uh, maybe a case of wine? Could be two buck Chuck. But I mean, if we go to Baz, you know. Sebastian Bach, the uh, king of the Swayze Express. I know for a fact he's got one song that he worked with Axel that's never been released or talked about. For a fact, I know this. Well, um, you say you're talking about going to Baz and getting, uh, giving him some wine and trying to get this song from him? Well, maybe we should. I mean, we can sign up for a nice, you know, Amazon monthly wine club, you know, see if we can make friends with Sebastian and, you know, offer him a nice Merlot or a port and see if he wants to give us the song because, you know, he's a he's a really nice guy. Well, here's one, you know, with the 400 CDs uh, that Zutat told me, this is what he told me that he had. There was all Robert Bird was also trying to sell me a hard drive. Um. And then he uh, was telling me on this hard drive there was some slash recordings, which it didn't make sense unless it was just older stuff, you know. But um, Zuta did confirm that there is a hard drive with a video and uh, various recordings throughout the village sessions as well. Mr. Dunsford, I ask you this. You have my cell phone number, which you can use anytime you like. But if you ever hear of a song in the ether or in the shadows where it's something revolving friends – and involves Slash and Duff. I expect to be phone called immediately or texted because that is the, uh, yeah. There's a little uh, life to that rumor from 1996. Uh, Just Do remember tell. friends. It's a very, very, um, how do I say this? Beta mode uh, investigation. But the information I've been provided really states that there wasn't a lot that got done in 96. 
but there was maybe two or three songs I got done. And one of the songs they actually liked. And it involves being friends in the wonderful city of New York. Well, that wouldn't be hard to find out. Um, yeah, with well, I'm not sure exactly what Zuta has, how far back it goes, but I know that he did get copies of everything that was recorded prior to him coming in. I'm not sure how many years prior before he comes in, but uh, I would assume it was everything that was done at the village. So, do you think Fernando has reached out to uh, Tommy and went, "Hey, listen, Zutat, I'm going to send you over a check, and you're going to send me over the disc." I mean, what do you think the reality is that that's already occurred? Uh. I mean, I, I think it's a very strong possibility, but I mean, but there's no way to tell in how much of this stuff got out, you know, like, because Zutat lost multiple lockers. It, it wouldn't be hard for him to, uh, it wouldn't be hard for him to sell these 400 discs and be like, well, that was in the first locker that Robert Bird got, you know? Can I make a point? Is it funny how it all comes back to housekeepers and cleaning ladies? You know, we, we had Beta, who is a notorious uh, housekeeper and uh, cleaning lady from Brazil. Used to work down at the docks and, uh, you know, well, in Quaker well, and service all the fishermen. But she's a cleaning lady. And then Nina, who was also a, uh, a cleaning lady, but this time for Zutat, she uh, she somehow got music from Zutat, just left around his house. And Nina's been selling like a fucking whore on Christmas. I mean, she's been going out and she's been selling everything she can. You want a fucking collector's edition 1986 Motley Crue badge? She's got it for you. You want Axl Rose's uh, fucking, you know, snot rag from 92? She's got it. <laughs> well, I know there are a couple of people that are selling Z-Test stuff, you know. So, uh, you know, so there's one uh, there's one lady that got one locker. You got Robert Bird had another locker. Then I got apparently a cleaning lady now that's uh, selling Z-Test stuff. Well, this is the yeah, infamous it. Nina. This is this that. is this is Nemesis Nina. Craig, this is your Nina. You know, Nina. Our friend, our German princess. I told you guys we're going to have some fun tonight. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, I know that. Uh, I mean, if anybody wants anything, it's not. It wouldn't be hard to find what you're looking for if you just. It just takes a drive to Georgia. Well, I mean, I'm close to Georgia. You're right now in my home state. I don't know why we haven't just, you know, figured out a time that you're off on a weekend. You swing down here, we have a little dinner, and we maybe take a drive. So, well, see, I'm going to Chicago tomorrow for a couple of days, and then I'll be back home. Are you going to go visit little emo Annie? No. Are you sure? Because, I mean, Bitty Titty is, uh, you know, I think that's her name on Instagram, whatever. She talks to dead people, and she might be able to get, like, Oleg Bach and fucking, you know, Shannon Hoon. We might be able to find out some real good Guns N' Roses stories from her. Well, have you read um, – did you read the new book, Goodbye Guns N' Roses, yet? You know what? I did not, but I was in voice chat – or not voice chat. I was in a, the chat room on the war room where Art came in there, and I kept asking him if he knew Bill Brasky, and he wouldn't say a word to me. So I was kind of butthurt, you know, realizing that I'm not what Fernando is to Magsme because you remember Magsme. He was all like, hey, Fernando, it's me, Magsme. And Fernando's like, oh, my God, my best friend forever. But fucking Art yeah. had no time for me. None. I was a yeah. nobody. I was like the oh. Russ TCB of fucking the my GNR forms. I mean, I was a fucking nobody. My fucking face was sunken in. It was bad. <laughs> well, how'd that chat go? 
Eh, it was an okay chat. I mean, the guy seems like he's just a fan that went around, talked to a few people. Um, he seemed like he was very knowledgeable for what he spoke of with people, but I don't think he has a real idea of the whole scenario. My personal opinion. But then again, Brasky could be full of shit. I mean, many people think I'm full of shit, which, I mean, I hope you assholes are enjoying your anonymous lifetime select shows because there's no way that was the fucking Blu-ray that I went on about since 2017. There's not a fucking chance that's that. I hope not. Oh, buddy, of course it is. You know that since they didn't want to pay the people at the Troubadour and they didn't want to pay the people at the Dodger Stadium show, that that's why the Blu-ray didn't get fucking released. So now they're just releasing these shitty selects. Oh, right there. Uh you gotta look at well, here's there's a lot of clues right here, man. Guns N' Roses did not pay uh, the people who come to Troubadour. Well, it wouldn't be that hard to reach out to the people who own that footage. You know, a lot of people are hurting right now. Right now's the time to attack. Mr. Dunsford, I know a lot of people are hurting right now, but I can tell you what. Thanks for uh, Uncle Joe Biden and the stimulus that we all got and taxes. I know there might be somebody from the South that's not hurting very badly right now. It's not Bill Brasky. Bill Brasky's a poor man. He's a nobody. But there's another man who might be a playboy of sorts that might be ready and funded. Just saying, guys, you know, reach out. But we've been having all these new faces pop in. Now we got some guy named Zasta on the board who's supposedly some guy from, like, the (laughs) mid-2000s who, like, claims that, like, he knows shit, which I don't know. Our, uh, our dear admin over at the war room, Billy, who is just, you know, he's such a soldier, Billy. You know, he gets in his wheelchair, he fucking puts on his laptop every day, and he reports the duty to monitor the Zoomers. And by doing that, he's now been able to create inside sources such as Zasta, who's going to tell us about all the good stuff. We're going to be hearing from Live Free. We're going to be hearing from Card 5-5, King Offspring showing up. I mean, it's, it's going to be good times. I mean, I'm not... <laughs> It's just funny. I'm all going through all going through all these nicknames, and I'm just like, damn, I'm just using my name right now, man. Like, well, there's somebody else that uses their legal name, but we're not allowed to talk about them on this podcast. Or there's two others. <laughs> but wow. aside, yeah, just saying. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, listen, I'm gonna straight shoot, buddy. I'll respect the rules, but I'm not gonna fucking sit back and not have a little fun here. Um, so looking at it now, Fernando once again hasn't paid people, which shocking because Guns N' Roses since you know. The Team Brazil regime has been notorious for not paying people. Ask Chris Pittman. Ask Brain. Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, I've heard some wild stuff. Yeah, didn't Chris Pittman, uh, he sued him uh, recently after the the reunion. He Uh, did, but his case didn't go anywhere because he sampled Riyadh. So Axel had at least a defense of why he wasn't going to pay Chris Pittman. So Chris had to go home that night and do fake drugs with Borky. And, uh, you know, it was sad for everyone involved. Oh, damn. It was. I mean, I'm not fucking happy about it. I'm not happy that Fernando doesn't pay people. I'm not happy that they literally gave Melissa a job in the band because Brain didn't get paid on the remixes. I'm not happy that supposedly Doug Goldstein goes around telling everyone that he's axed fuck Beta Labias. Now, do I think Beta's a beautiful woman? Yes. Do I find her sensual? Of course I do. I mean, I'd be a weirdo if not. But the fact that you let Doug Goldstein aimlessly violate her, I mean, I'm disappointed. Now, that's hypothetically. I don't have first-hand experience. I just know Doug likes to tell people that, you know, he's went down the Hershey Highway with Miss Beta. Well, that's a hell of an accomplishment right there. <laughs> hey, I mean, I got – That'd be a good question for his book. You know, uh, Doug's taking uh, questions. That'd be a good story to have him uh, write for his book. 
I mean, I'd like to hear it. I'm like, Doug, is it what everyone said at the fishing port down in Quaker, that this is the tightest, most luxurious asshole you could ever be in? From what I hear, though, she's a dynamo. I mean, I've heard she – I mean, I know she's Axel's wife, which we now have confirmed on video, which has been widely spread across the Internet, which Team Brazil has done a great job trying to clean up. But I don't think it's a sexual relationship, the Axel and Bader relationship. I think it's just, you know, a legal one. But the fact that his wife, at one point or another, was getting ass-fucked by his manager, I mean – Dear God, Axel, I get it. I support you, buddy. His wife? Well, Beta. You didn't know him and Beta were married? Uh, I've heard theories and rumors, man. But... Helicopter before the show flew around to Brazil, Jesus. Ah, see, Brazil, I ran Jesus. around that damn oh, lake. Okay. I ran all the way around that lake. Oh, right? Okay. But I was on this diet, right? I was on this salt-free diet, right? I didn't know if you ate any salt, you would just go, right? So I ran around that lake. I had Brazilian security, and they're like, dying, dying, right? And I ran around the whole lake before the show. Yeah. Right before. before Yeah, right before the show. Before. Then I got in the helicopter. We flew around the thing. Went to the show. But then I was like, at the show, right? Because. I was on this salt-free diet, and I was like on the phone going, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> my trainer. I was like, motherfucker, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Come on, God. And my manager, uh. my manager was in, he was down the hallway with some girl. He was with the girl. Uh. No, not bad. I <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, bad, bad is better than my Yeah, you're more than Yeah, maybe. Uh, no, just, he was just, it was my old manager, Doug, who was, he was a great manager, and then, like, his <laughs> wife messed him all up. <laughs> and then he lost, <laughs> he lost his mind little by little by little. And he literally ended up in an insane asylum. Oh, my God. That's why he's gone. Now Fernando's my manager, so I'm, I'm screwed. <laughs> Can I have a little bit of light? These are torture from on stage. Really? They are torture. I try to sing. What? Wait, wait, am I singing? It's like, you know, it's like a, it's like a, uh, wait, wait, like, let's see, like a, I'm talking to my, wait, wait, I'm talking to who? I'm talking to myself. The distraction. But I put that just for you. On. Yeah. To mess me up. Yes, for you. Evil. Yeah. Evil. I called yeah. my mom and brother and I said, I'm going to wear uh, white letters, so he's going to notice me. And she was like, no, you're not. Forget it. And I said, you I noticed you, Rod. I noticed you many shows ago. I had better go down and ask you who you are. Really? Mm-hmm. It's a weird bus. I'm going to do it. You I beat you, Genève. Let me just get by real quick. 2010, Genève, Milan. I've been to Vegas. Ah, you know we're going to play Vegas for a month now. Yeah. A whole month. A whole month? whole month. When? We're doing three shows a week in November. I tell everybody that, but then I text him and say I ain't playing. Now I have witnesses. Oh, my God. Let me take a photo. I'm just going to film it. No, I was filming. It's amazing. I was there every time.
I mean, so far tonight, guys, I don't know about you, but I think we're surpassing all the other shitty GNR podcasts. I mean, we've not only talked more GNR, we haven't even had a member of the band on and not refused to ask him a question. I mean, I, I'm thinking about just calling someone random. Has anyone got Gary Sunshine's number? I mean, that Ooh. way we could – Gary Sunshine. He was the one that was on Oh My God. So, I mean, I just want to get somebody from the band to answer one GNR question so we could be better than the other shitty podcasts that have no balls. <laughs> Well, Rick's like, they're my right? friends. Fuck you. <laughs> no, hey, man, I, try, I try to be friendly with everybody, man. I'm, I'm just trying to remain uh... neutral. I got you, Mr. Dunsford. You're a very popular guy. You're a very nice guy. I understand that. I mean, I wish that Dustin Bones would come out and finally admit to who he is because you have your theories. I have my theories. I believe the salami is the uh, the key to that, to the identification. <laughs> follow the follow the uh, meat is what I always say. Speaking of, <laughs> did you hear that uh, Melissa was underage when she first started fucking Brain? Borky Rose, notorious GNR poster and valued member of the War Room Discord, might be Billy's favorite member, has gone on record stating that Melissa Reese has lied about her age and that that Bran, or Brain was being a very, very dirty man and taking advantage of a young Asian female. I mean, I, I think we should get him canceled. Oh, boy, here we go. We were just going to cancel him like that, man. Come on. I mean, well, if she was like 16 or something and the guy was 40, I mean, you can't be picking oh, her yeah. up for her high school. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about these guys were in, you know, the same area of, like, age relations here. We're talking a good 20-year gap. How old is she, man? Tal, do you want to chime in with actual real information on here? But we've seen a description of a seven-year discrepancy in her age uh, Borky posted a long thing posting her high school yearbook where it shows she was just a dirty liar about her age. Uh, Towel's typing in the producer's chat right now, so we're going to find out some information. Well, also, a mutual friend of uh, mine and yours um, has also told me stories regarding uh, Melissa and Brain uh, about, uh, you know, about Brain uh, leaving his wife or whatever and to have a relationship with Melissa. Uh, so, something like that. It was our, it's a, it's one of our Juggalo friends. Oh, yes, yes. My my favorite Celtics fan to talk to on the phone. Yes. Yeah. A, Super yeah, good guy. That guy might be one of my favorite people I talk to in all the community. And I appreciate him listening, by the way, which I'm not going to burn his spot right now, but he's been a good one to the community for many years. Dude, that's probably like anything that that guy says is the truth, man. Like, uh, I remember before I even got this village shit, dude, he described Oh, ton of these songs perfectly, to, down to the lyrics. Buddy, yeah, I can confirm he's about as legit as they come. He's an honestly odd, really great human being, and I enjoy talking to him. Oh, yeah, dude. I haven't spoke to him in a while, but I need to give him a call soon. All right, buddy. Here's, here's what we got right now. Melissa claims to be 31, but she's actually 36 or 37. But if she really was 31, she would have been 16 when she started fucking the drummer. So, hmm. That is pretty fucked up. I mean, and you got to imagine the source. I mean, you both heard it from is like Godson. I mean, there's some sources I have, and then there's a few sources I have, which I'm like, listen, if this guy's fucking telling me it, it's legit. So, I mean, you understand. Yeah, anything that he says is, is a definitely, I've, he's never told me a, anything wrong yet. Hey, what do you think guy. about, I've heard rumors that our favorite Jewish lawyer in New York is back working. 
Huh. Yeah, Is yeah. He... I heard he's back in the game and he's looking around and uh, I've seen a lot of familiar faces show up lately. I mean, the real West from uh, Los Angeles, he showed up a few months ago. Uh, you know, our favorite lawyer from New York has showed back up. I mean, we got a lot of players on the board right now, so there's something in the ether. I just don't know what it is yet. Well, my friend, just go to Georgia and you'll find it all there. That's well, where you'll find, that's, the, well, that's where you get the key to the vault. Well, I don't really know if I want to do that because you remember the voicemail that I was left one time by somebody. It wasn't exactly a very welcoming one. You remember hearing that voicemail? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I love yeah. that prank call, man. <laughs> Well, I don't because my voicemail afterwards, because some fucking shitty Brazilian prank calls and uses my number, I get a voicemail left by some angry fucking music producer going, hey, man, stop bugging me, dude. Like, what's your problem, man? Uh." (laughs) He's got such a a soft voice, man. But you've... uh, I laughed so hard at that one prank call where uh, about his car being hit. (laughs) Fuck you, motherfucker. (laughs) <laughs> well, and then says he's had some one point he's like, you know what well fuck you man <laughs> and he was trying to be so polite about it well the worst part about tommy is this mr zutat does not like to speak i mean the fact that you've gotten to have what you're claiming to be recent conversation with him is i find impressive because he's just i mean he is just shut the fuck up and hasn't really talked in the last seven eight months well i mean same time too dude like this fucking community is weird, man. Like, you got to look at it like this. He doesn't know if, if he's being recorded because then someone record a phone call with him and post it on Discord at one point. You know, so I, I can understand uh, I can understand his, him being not wanting to talk about it on the phone. That's why he's an in-person type deal, dude. You just. Well, the question is, do you think other people have went and visited him in person? I mean, we look at the map here. We got a we got a friend from Alabama who we all love dearly. We don't think he can leave the county due to restrictions by the uh, the court system. But we do have another person in North Carolina, not just me. We do got a guy in Florida. I mean, there's a lot of people that like to travel. Well, I guess it's just whoever wants to go there first. But it looks like the interest in the GNR music has dropped tremendously, though, from a lot of people, you know? Well, so, you'd have to imagine it would. I mean, it gets to a thing where if there's not something fresh in the fire, people don't care. I mean, I've gone through that ridiculously in the last year. You know, the stuff you don't know thread kind of had to go away for reasons you understand. And people still don't understand those reasons, but it was to protect certain things. But since then, I mean, it's gone quiet. I used to get 20, 30 PMs a day. Now I'm lucky if I get 20, 30 PMs a month. Yeah. uh, I don't know. Right now, man, there is a, I would say there's there's people actively looking, you know, like, I'm not sure. Uh, I know there's some people in LA that you can look at this. Uh, you got, you got to talk to Mr. Huberman. If, uh, uh, if you're I have no, into, but, but how is, it. how is not one to talk to? I mean, I'm not trying to be an ass bro, but I mean, unless if you're KB or Mario, no one really gives a shit about the Mike Clink fucking AFD fucking 1986 fucking house show soundboards. Yeah, that's he's got some of the canner shit, but that's if you're into classic GNR. Like, oh man, I love classic GNR, but my interest is strictly in, you know, this Chinese getting all the Chinese shit I can possibly get. I'd be interested if Mark Canta would be willing to sell the uh, dildo that little emo Annie sent him in the mail. 
You know, that'd be a great piece of collector's item right there. You know what I mean? The fucking 12-inch black dildo that little emo Annie sent to Canner's Deli in response to his book. That would be something I would I put a bit on. I don't know if it's been used or not, but, I mean, you can always sanitize those things. Well, I know that uh, – I well, I know Mr. Hooverman claims to have a lot of this Canner stuff. But, like I said, I'm not sure what he has or what he doesn't have, but I know that he is trying to sell. So if anybody wants to make that effort, they can go bark up that tree. Then, uh, Folks, that's Howie Huberman of Los Angeles, California. If you guys need any information about how to reach out to Mr. Huberman, we will gladly provide it because we are one for the fans here. We're not here for Fernando Assad and his shit regime. Did I tell you about him contacting me on Reddit? No. What happened? All right. So here's the deal. The war room was like, man, we really could use Fernando in here again and for him to have some conversations. So I said, you know what? I can reach out to him. So I started a thread on Reddit and everyone tagged him. They suspended my account for seven days because they're pussies. But Fernando got back to me because I wrote him a private message. And I'll read it verbatim because I'm that kind of a guy. <laughs> All right. So here we go. So Fernando writes back to me. Hello. So I write, hello, Fernando. And this was about a day after I missed his message. So I'm a gentleman. I wrote, my apologies for my delayed response. Fernando, of course, being the cuckold he is, accepts it. And then I write, so, a couple days goes by, nothing. So the last thing I wrote to Mr. Assad was this. Do you want to reach the GNR community and speak to the GNR hardcore fan base? Yes or no, we can fix a lot of things. Because that's what Brasky's here trying to do, is fix a lot of things. You know, I'm trying to make it so that people can put their videos up on YouTube without some fucking terrorist out of a trailer park taking them off. You know, but Fernando, once again, doesn't want to reach out to the fans. He wants to fucking sell children's books. He wants to sell fucking toy trucks. And he wants to pretend like everything's great with Grandpa Axel at home taking care of his fucking kids. <laughs> That's damn children's book, bro. Well, what happened? What, what, what did he say? He didn't get back to me. He fucking went back into hiding. I think he said, listen, I got a meter, meeting with the guys over at Tonka Trucks and we got big things we're working on. You know, I know that the album's been done since 2019, but GNR fans want GNR Tonka trucks. So this Christmas season, instead of getting the fucking album, which I can confirm to you fuckers, has been done since 2019 because the only thing it was was Slash and Duff putting new instrumentals on shit that Axel's already recorded with Axel doing very minor touch-ups. We're not going to get that. We're going to get fucking Tonka trucks. And actually, let me add to that. Uh, Axel finished his parts in July 2019, to be exact. Please that's go into uh, it more, Mr. Dunsford. Well, that's just what uh, that's just what our favorite uh, manager told us. Told me, man. He uh, it was the uh, the first phone call that we had. Um, it was like an hour phone call. Whenever he called, uh, wanting to get more details on the, this music and uh, begging me not to leak it. And uh, you know, when I went through the story with him, uh, he made the comment that uh, you know I hate that you guys had to spend all this to get this music because uh he's mentioned axel just finished uh vocals on some new on some new shit was his words so i mean that's that's from that's what that's what he told me on the phone that uh axel just finished uh, recording like recording vocals for uh, some new shit so oh buddy i'm gonna but, give you a little more detail on that here in a second let me just hop into where i gotta go to my files here but uh yeah, what you're saying is completely true, and if anyone wants to disagree with Mr. Dunsford on that, they're they're wrong. I mean, well, I mean, it's I, I, yeah, I'm, 
that's just what he told me, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and I tend to believe him because he's, I'm as, uh, as close to the source you want to get. How about this? I know for a fact that Fernando, in the fall of 2019, told one Michael Rapapino, the CEO of Live Nation Entertainment, that for their 2020 tour, which was going to be differently labeled than on this lifetime, that they were going to have new music. This is true. But let me guess. Hold up. COVID fucked it up, right? Oh, COVID fucks everything up. I mean, listen, Fernando would be on the phone with Lucian, be like, Lucian, listen, it's finally done. Good times. We can jerk each other off at a soccer match together. I can pretend I'm a real manager, do something that no one's done since Azov. But Lucian goes, well, where's the music, Fernando? And he goes, well, Daddy Axel won't let me have it yet because Daddy Axel's still bitter about Chinese. Well, you know what? If we can just get the lyrics to some of these instrumentals that we have, why not we just get Dustin Bones just to recreate these songs for us? And that's the closest thing we'll have. I mean, so I'm not actually, sure that – can we confirm that Dustin Bones isn't the fat man himself? I mean, are we sure? Because I'm not. <laughs> Don't go breaking my heart. I mean, listen to the way he talks with such disdain to the band and how he talks down to Duff and how he talks down to Frank. That sounds like Axel to me. Yeah, it does. But, I mean, so first off tonight, folks, now we have the fact that Mr. Dunsford, myself, another person we won't mention, have all said the album's been done since 2019. We now have Fernando telling Lucian and Michael Rapapino that the fucking shit's done. So, I mean, I, I don't know why people are denying it anymore. I mean, it's it's out in the ether. Well, what's going to be on this album, though? <laughs> Uh, well, you can expect kind of the stuff that you would have expected, you know, carryovers. I mean, definitely the general, uh, definitely Atlas, uh, you know, shit of that nature. Um, oh, it comes man, down to it. I mean, there's supposedly that Light My Fire song is legit. I mean, I don't imagine how bad that's got to be, but that's supposedly a legitimate song. You know, I've heard that. A, I've heard that somewhere. I'm trying to think where I've, it, was years, it was a while ago, though, man. Oh, yeah, this is all old shit. Don't get me wrong, but you have to imagine the new shit is the old shit. This is the stuff that was going to get released in 2010 that the label said, nah, we don't want it. We want a reunion instead. This was the stuff that if Slash didn't come back in 16 and it was just Duff and Ashba, that they were just going to fucking put uh, Duff on over Tommy's, you know, um, strumming, and we would have had an album in 16, 17. So it's it's just things like that people don't realize that this band definitely has a shelf life i mean slash's health has gone to shit axel god knows i mean he's now another two years older since we last seen him i mean it's one of those situations that if you expect axel to be either you know the same you're wrong because axel is either going to be a lot worse because of age and not giving a shit or he's going to be a lot better there's no way he stays status quo of the same shit fat axel it's either going to be way worse or we're going to have some improvement I've heard we could be looking at 2016 Axel, but could I be wrong? Sure, I've been wrong. Well, right now I'm just uh, I think we'll probably get another cartoon before we would get another album at this point. Well, the little Abiases need uh, Grandpa Axel being on their cartoon shows. I mean, that's just I mean I can't wait to the episode of Paw Patrol where Axel's on there. <laughs> yeah, dude, like this is becoming worse than Kiss now, you know, like. I mean, I I mean wanna, I, it's getting bad, dude. It's like, are they going to come out with the Guns N' Roses coffin? I'm just waiting for the GNR cruise. 
Oh, speaking of things worse than Kiss right now, uh, Ron Bumblefoot the other night. So I want to address this because this is the first time I've had a mic in front of me to do so. Uh, he was on a uh, doing a show, and in our Discord, uh, a fan was there, and he was communicating with Ron. And he asked things to say to Ron. So I told him, hey, ask for State of Grace. The user then asked live for State of Grace to be played, and Ron stormed off stage. The next day, he canceled his fucking tour. But people like Russ TCB want to go on my GNR, pretend like they're somebody, you know, they're not even a mod anymore, which they crave so badly to be, would suck anyone's dick to be, and claim I'm a liar. But now the guy who's actually in this fucking show and was producing video evidence was like, no, nah, this is how it happened. So I just wanted to say, fuck you, my GNR, and your my GNR lies. You guys are a shitty website, and I hate you. But Mr. Dunsford, you're very popular over at MyGNR, so I understand you can't comment. I just wanted to I wanted to touch on this one myself. I know that you and Russ are good friends, so I understand, but this was just something I needed to personally say because Frasky doesn't fuck around with this bullshit and I'm gonna start talking in the third person. Yeah, like I just I don't really have anything like negative to say about anybody, and if I do, I just choose not to speak. Uh speaking of negative right. things, I mean, Rick, how much do you think this time around? To get like, you know, the alternative version of this I love and maybe another, you know, eight vocal tracks would cost an individual. Like how much money do you think is going to have to one, either be group funded two just written a check from the individual itself to get these songs? Are we going to be talking, you know, 10 to 20 grand again, you think? I mean, it just depends, man, because I know there's more out there. Um you know, I don't like going through this shit where, you know, you trade one song here, you trade one song here, you know, just fucking the direct source, man. But uh, I imagine if, if this is much, if he has as much material as he claims he does, God, I don't know, man. This is fucking 400 CDs. You know, obviously, I we don't want the fucking shit that we've already heard over and over again, you know, with the different levels of drums up, drums down. I don't I don't know, man. Probably twenty thousand, man. You could probably get some good shit with that. But all right, Brazilians, you have a number. You've heard it. Your God has spoken. Oh, Mr. Dunsford. Another thing too, because this is we've talked on the phone, but I haven't talked to you in a public setting. So I wanted to bring up that I was got some wrong information that I wanted to talk about you with. I heard not too long ago that you, with uh, a certain doctor. We're trying to get in good with uh, Team Brazil again due to the fact of you being permanently suspended from all VIP shows and all tours and everything else, et cetera. And you yourself have told me, listen, Brasky, this information's not right. I am not going back with Fernando. I do not seek forgiveness. So obviously my information was wrong. So I'd like you to react and tell your side. Um, it's an interesting theory, I guess. Uh, but I'm not working with Tricoli. I'm not working with, uh, Fernando, I mean, there's nothing going on. In fact, I still, uh, I was just, I'm going to be wearing my uh, fuck team Brazil shirt in Chicago tomorrow. So does Alex Mendoza own a fuck team Brazil shirt? And does he mean it differently than you? Like when he says fuck team Brazil, does he mean that in a sexual way? You think, <laughs> uh, I have no clue. I'm not a friend with that individual. Well, his wife is always the one to speak for him, which she's a she's a treasure. I mean, she's just really nice to deal with. But I really wish Axel or Alex Mendoza would actually, you know, speak instead of his wife do all the talking. You know, I could hope. 
Yeah, man. I, uh, I no clue. Like, I just, uh, I don't really communicate with, uh, I don't really communicate with him that much. Do you miss well, the forums, Rick? Up. Do you miss the forums? You know what? Actually, uh, before the before the the Virginia trip, yeah, I do miss the forums a lot. <laughs> the before all this shit happened, they were actually fun and it was nice to go on there. But you know, now uh, I just don't even go to them anymore. You don't even hop on JNFNR anymore. Uh, if I need a good insult, I might, but. We take that as a compliment, my friend. Now, now, Rick, you got me online, and I've, you've done a great job answering any questions I've asked. Um, is there anything that's on your mind? Anything you'd like to talk about? Oh, I mean, well, first off, like let's go back to the 14-hour uh, drive uh, video that appeared on a uh, YouTube that uh, apparently I posted on there, uh, the Fernando chat. Oh, to my knowledge, you were not the recorder. You were not. I mean, you wanted the file. You asked me many times for the file, but I denied giving it to you and I won't. And uh, because I have, you know, respect with other people that share with me. But I know for a fact you weren't the one who recorded it. And I know for a fact you weren't the one who uh, originally threw it up. Okay, that's all I want to verify with. Oh, I don't. Fuck, I'll, I'll verify anything. I know for a fact it wasn't you. I mean, you're you're an asshole afterwards and fucking sound cut it to the point where, you know, where Fernando's talking shit about you. But you were not the original uploader and you were not in the room that night. Oh, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I cut the clip down and uh, I just took that little family guy picture. Yeah, I was going to have fun with it, man. Rick, do you regret that you didn't develop a uh, a pen pal email relationship with Beta like some others did? Like it really benefited one person greatly to have a pen pal relationship with Beta from the GNR online days, to you know where you could really reach out and pretend like you're an insider. Are you regretful that you didn't take that route? Okay, well I've got a good topic for us to talk about right now. I love it's, topics. All right. Okay, so you got these fucking group of fans at every fucking show. They travel together. They ride the rail together. It's the same group of people every time. And it's funny that Team Brazil will um, – I know for a fact that Team Brazil is taking care of a lot of these people, you know, uh, you know in the VIP. And when this, like when some individuals go to the VIP package, uh, Vanessa will personally come up to this person, a certain person, and hand them a book. When they open the book up, it's signed by Axel and Slash stuff and everybody else, you know, a special thank you, you know. And then here after the show, you can come hang out with Axel. Come hang out, you know, but like, so, you know, when you go to these shows and all that, man, all these people, they're sucking, uh, they're sucking Fernando's dick, eating Beta's pussy, man, whatever the fuck they're doing, you know, and then, uh, Team Brazil takes these people and they all go party in Axel's, uh, Axel's, uh, suite, dude, but it's like those same people though, man, are like, you know, you mentioned some of them, man, but a lot of these people, man, they're, uh, they're what you know as, I, I don't know. That's how I got spotted immediately at these shows, man. It's because of uh, these same people. Do you think like, Margot uh, ratted you out? You think Margot went, listen, Tim, stop gazing at my breast. I have to go right out Rick right now. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was her. No, okay. I, I don't think I don't think it was her. It was a I, I know it was a maybe a, I know it was a Nick Hart. A Nick Hart. That, what what name does he go by? 
uh, Nick Hart. See, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because yeah, I'm not yeah. part of the uh, the crew of, you know, juggling Fernando's balls and telling Bader she's not a fat oh. pig. But, I mean. Oh, but, but yeah, but some of these people, like, uh, which I have nothing bad to say about uh, Margo or nothing like that. Uh, you know, there's just other people that I know uh, for a fact are the ones that are uh, feeding uh, feeding uh, Fernando a lot of information any chance they can, you know? Rick, can uh, I ask you a question? Do you think Andre is getting information from the miners or Zoomers that he brings backstage? I've actually heard that. Yeah, I've heard that Andre is a groomer and a half, and he loves to groom. Is this something you've heard too? Well, I've heard uh, I've heard stories of the chicks going back to fuck Axel, but they have to fuck some Brazilians before they get to Axel. Yeah. Wow, it sounds like of- becoming a mod on my GNR. <laughs> hey, I got a quick question for you here. So this is uh, coming in from one of my producers. Um, so let me just take a quick gander at it. So do you know where stuff is right now? Do you know who has this stuff right now? I mean, right now we, we went through the Chairman League saga, which was honestly the darkest of all sagas because fucking Nemus is the biggest dumb fuck I've ever met. But, I mean, can you tell us, is there anyone that you, instead of Zutat, have a feeling that there could be a deal made with right now? Yes. Ooh. There's a... Anybody serious right now? I'm only going to uh, I will only release things that I've already released names that I've uh, I'm not currently working on right now. You know what I mean? So Buddy, you don't gotta release names, but can you give us a little bit of a tickle here? We all like being teased. Man, wait wait till we get off the recording, I'll tell you a little bit more about it. Uh, see, you know, I'm okay with that. I like I like the fact that you're still willing to be part of the team. Um, yeah. basically this has well, been a real interesting podcast so far. I mean, Rick, I'm enjoying where you're taking it. So please keep going. Well, you know, I was on the, on a topic about these fucking, uh, you know, these team Brazil, uh, these, this cult or whatever they have, these, these people that are always sucking their dicks or whatever. Like, I mean, dude, I can tell you, there's one person that went up to, uh, that went up to a show and when team Brazil was walking out came up to him and said, hey, guys, and handed them each a Starbucks gift card. And later that night, they got to go hang out backstage again. You know, like, you know, these people, like, they're sucking up so bad. You know what I mean? Like, and dude, honestly, that is, when I, and when I see all this going on, you know, um, I'm thinking, man, I want to fucking meet Axel. How the fuck am I going to meet Axel? You know, like, and that's re- that's where my shirt came from, you know? And, and actually, and that's the, and that's what, and it fucking worked too. You know what I mean? But how would you describe Axel in person? Is it something that, you know, you were taken back by his uh, his personality or was he somebody that was really kind of open and you could speak to? Dude, he was. Um... So Geo, which is the is the is the big man that uh, kicked me out of Wichita. The dumb one, uh, right? Yes. OK. So yeah, uh, Geo came up to me in uh, Kansas City in 2013. He gave me this fucking pass and made a comment, uh, or a wristband, and made a comment about like, uh, I don't know how you fucking got this thing, you know. Uh, and then next thing I know, I'm I'm seeing a couple of women that have the, the wristband on too, you know. And uh, so that check that's. A, that wristband was directly for something to do with Axel because Fernando uh, got me that pass. But so I went backstage and 
uh, was, you know, kind of in the general after show party where, you know, DJ Ash was trying to come out and uh, trying to hook up with some girls. And, uh, you know, then you had, uh, I believe Richard Portis was in there, but Fernando came in that room and he pulled me out. And then, uh, so we went back there and then we, I was sitting there with Fernando and Vanessa and we're outside Axel's room. He's fucking taking a shower or some shit. So I'm sitting there talking for a few minutes. And then um, uh, one of my best friends, you know, was wanting to be, was wanting me to ask him, but he didn't get to get in there too. So uh, I just kind of felt weird standing outside this room with this man taking a shower. So I'm like, well, I'll just go wet outside, man. And whenever he gets done, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll meet him. So Fernando told me he had me. And a few minutes later, they came out. That's how he pulled me out from. Mr. Dunsford, would you say that Vanessa is stacked? Because the photos we've seen of Miss Vanessa, she looks like she's built like a brick shit house. What do you think? I mean, I don't know. She's Vanessa's always been. She's always been really nice. Uh, I don't. I don't have anything bad to say about her because I've like my interactions with her have been very minimal. Like, but every time I've had been around her, she has been like super nice. Well, that's uh, good. It's good to hear yeah, there's a good uh, one. How's how's Beta? Is she is she nice? Is she mean? Is she crotchety? Is she, you know, postmenopausal? Well, a lot she appears to be a bitch. In person, she's a uh, in person she's a lot nicer. Um, but you know, I guess it. I guess she's kind of got Axel's moods, maybe. I guess when you catch her, man, she's a. Uh, but the every time I met her in person, she was real nice. Uh, Real sweet, actually, but I'm sure it'll be different now when I meet her. When was the last time you had discussions with uh, Fernando on anything? <laughs> the last time me and him spoke was whenever uh, whenever I kicked out of Wichita. Uh, he started sending me emails immediately, so it was Dude, it was a ton of emails. We were just exchanging back and forth, just kind of bickering and fighting about who did this, who did what. And uh, Do you find him to be two-faced? Oh, very much so. Could you go into detail on that so people can understand who we're dealing with? Okay, well, the village stuff, I worked on that for like – I was working on that for like a month before I even made the purchase, you know, trying to make the deal happen. And when I realized that I've kind of reached the end of it, you know, I don't think this is going to happen. I'm like, well, let me just go ahead and turn this information over and just, you know, I, I let Fernando know that this Zutat lost the locker because Robert Bird wasn't selling. Uh, Levi wasn't responding to, wasn't responding at all. And, uh, you know, I, I gave Fernando every bit of information and then he didn't do nothing with it. And 10 days later, um, I was able to make some progress with making Robert Bird sell. So, you know, Fernando had the opportunity right there to prevent all of this from happening, but he dropped the ball. You know, like I said, I've got, all my, I've got everything saved right there. But so whenever me and him speak on the phone after I purchased the music, he knows that Hard School and Atlas was uh, shared with uh, everybody that, uh, that was in the scoop funding. Um, him and a lawyer were fully aware of it and were like, okay, well, can you make sure that they do not leak it? 
And I tell them, I, I can't guarantee it, but I will do my best and I will work, try to do my best to prevent it, you know? Well, Fernando uh, issued a refund, or issued the refund, and I sent it back to everybody. The day that it cleared, um, you know, hard school comes out, leaks on the internet that Friday. Uh, the next day or so, uh, Fernando sends this uh, email uh, asking me uh, why am I leaking shit. Again, didn't ask me if I'm leaking it or, or how it's leaking, just, just comes at me accusing me of it. And the attorney sends me a letter telling me that because hard school leaked, um, that his uh, client no longer has any further obligations to me, um, and that I owe him $15,000. And then, so this is what I tell the attorney that uh, you guys were fully aware about the hard school being shared. So this shouldn't be a surprise. And then at that point, both of them, Fernando and the attorney, started playing dumb like they had no idea that songs were shared. So the night after, I, whenever they kicked me out of the show, when Fernando was emailing me, talking his shit, he, uh, at one point, he wrote an email saying that this, this email's for your eyes only, blah, 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 it can't be shared, you know, fuck whatever it said, but he goes under saying, you're right, you did inform us of these songs being shared. You know, that was the first line of this email that he is, uh, that he's going on about, which is essentially what broke the whole agreement right there was because of hard school, you know, so he's, so he admitted to lying about it to me in this email. So my friend, I appreciate the honesty you've been saying tonight. As you know, I have a very, uh, firsthand recollection of a lot of these matters, which I don't discuss publicly a lot. But uh, one thing I would like to ask you, because I don't really have much knowledge on this subject, was last year there was a poster by the name of Dark Nemus or Nemus. He goes by Craig. He is a uh, very attractive man who enjoys swinging. Um, he mentioned that uh, he's heard three songs from somebody. And I'll let you take the stick here and bring it to where you want to take it. But he's mentioned that he's heard Zodiac 13 and a couple other songs. He swears them all to be true. What do you say on this? Um, I know that there is a uh, Axel piano ballad. I know that there is a Zodiac with vocals. Um, there is a alternate version of Hard, Hard School that uh, actually has a very different take on vocals for Axel. Um, those three I know to be true. How do you know this to be true, my friend? Because of uh, because of my friend that I have in uh, Ringo, Georgia, that sells uh, cars. Could you confirm oh, yeah. that? Uh, you don't have to say who that friend is. I think maybe you've done a great job already. But can you confirm that with your own ears you've claimed to hear these? Yes. Okay. That that's all we needed there. Um, do you have any comment on the fake leak debacle from beginning of this year, where there was two songs shared by not you, but by Nemus again, and they were promoted as real leaks which i hate fake leaks yeah um i mean one of the tracks didn't sound real at all there's and there was another track that uh you know i was listening to this and then it just obviously it's a fake you know but it's just it sounds like someone's just trying to uh i thought it was some dustin bones stuff it might be dustin bones early stuff 
So you believe that Dustin Bones has a relationship of Nemus? No. <laughs> I'm no, just I'm, so. I'm here to ask questions, buddy. Yeah. I mean. No, I don't yeah. think so. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't know what kind of relationship or, or anything they would have. But, hey, you never know. But um, but those tracks, I mean, I don't think they're real. But, I mean, it would be hard to find out if they're real or not. Just uh, They sound like older songs, so. I mean, just reaching out to some one of these guys from the past could probably verify easily. Speaking of reaching out, have we uh, have we started reaching out to other band members recently? Maybe forgotten ones. We might talk after the uh, podcast or fatcast here, but uh, I hear there might be some interesting people that are uh, very butthurt about a certain book not getting released. I might have access to the '96 shit. You know, it, it's hard. It's hard doing these types of things because, one, trying to start a podcast or a fatcast, as we call it, we want to have it so the community can, you know, talk to the people that actually matter in the community, the interesting people. But actually trying to walk the line of what's appropriate to say and what's, you know, fucking over yeah. somebody's trust is, you know, it's hard. You know, me and you have a very dish- different relationship. I have that with other people, too, where, you know. GNR, we might not always be on the same page, but away from GNR, I consider Rick Dunsford to be a buddy of mine. I consider, I know you don't want this person's name mentioned, and I won't mention it again, but away from GNR, MSL is a real good friend of mine. But when it comes to GNR, I mean, there's certain things that, you know, we all have to do and play our roles in, which the fucking idiots don't understand. But, you know, people are people. But I appreciate how honest you've been tonight, Rick. Um, I'm trying to think what would be the next real fun topic. We've already discussed the album that's done since 19 we've already touched on uii we've already touched on songs that no one's even fucking heard of and we've given you guys real information uh we've discussed uh you know the inner workings of team brazil and their shittiness um i mean more fernando hates better because i mean fuck fernando he's absolutely the worst imagine your fucking job is that you play playstation one with axel they were playing twisted metal and that fucking qualifies you to run the biggest fucking rock band in the world that you play twisted metal with uncle axel yeah, it definitely qualifies them. I mean, seriously, if you would only have the ideas that they've like, they've just stunned Axel with just like shutting him down. Like they don't want him doing anything that's not related to Guns N' Roses. But Axel really enjoys things not related to Guns N' Roses. He's a fucking weird dude. He enjoys movie scores. He enjoys film. He enjoys, you know, he likes comedy. Did you know Axel's a big comedy guy? Yes, I did actually. Uh, and did you know? Uh... What do you think about his uh, religious views? They change so frequently that it's like his politics. You know, one day Axel was a fucking hardcore Republican. Now he's a bleeding heart liberal. So I I try not to involve religion and politics on things because everyone has their own interpretation of it. And I just don't give a shit. Like if you're a Muslim, Jew, Catholic, I don't care. No, it was, uh, no, it's not about that. Um, I guess uh, about, um, him believing about transferring spirits, uh, about him transferring Aaron's uh, the spirit of her dogs into two new dogs and presenting them to her as a uh, the same dog. I believe that was before he was medicated, because there's clearly a time, hypothetically, supposedly, I don't have any real evidence to say this, but if you look back, let's say roughly mm, ten and a half, eleven years right now, you can see when someone might have got their diagnosis and put on the right pills. Is all I gotta say. Yeah, it's it's a pretty twisted stuff, man. It's uh pretty out there. I mean, I get a kick of hearing the random Axel stories of Nicolas Cage. The fact that Nicolas Cage has everything like that Axel's ever studio recorded, 
is fucking amazing to me. The fact that I want to go National Treasure, Nick Cage's house, because CD2 exists there is amazing. See, well, if you just being a being a couple of movies, man, you can get that kind of access like he does. Mm, you know, being a Coppola doesn't hurt either. No, you just uh, I don't know. It's just yeah. I'll share a piece of information, and this can Fernando, you're welcome to come out, call me a piece of shit liar. Uh, Megan, you're welcome to do so. Slash Axel, whoever wants to. But one of the conversations that really was an easing point for Axel and Slash in uh, 15 and 16 was actually their love of movies and them talking film. It wasn't talking music. It wasn't talking money, even though, boy, does Slash love his money. That guy's a greedy fuck. But <laughs> it was the love of film. Was that? Have you seen the selfie Fernando had with uh, Axel Slash in the background that he shared uh, with, with No, could you could you share that with me? <laughs> I can't yet, man. Why not? I, I, I don't. I, I don't have the picture yet, though. But, uh, but yeah, there, there there's a picture of uh, of Fernando taking a selfie with, uh, and it's the moment Axel and Slash are sitting at a table together. Have you seen and the that, newest uh, racial tirade by Axel? No, what's going on? Oh, hold on. Uh, Towel, can you hear me? Type one in the chat if you can. Waiting on Towel. One two, three. One, two, three. Okay, so you can hear us. Uh, hey, Tao, why don't you send over Mr. Dunsford that newest uh, clip talking about uh, with Axel talking about his love for the blacks? Because it really shows in this time and age how racially sensitive Axel Rose is. And I don't think anyone deserves this clip more than Rick Dunsford. Oh, shit. What kind of clip is this? Listen, you oh. like clips. I like clips. Oh, it is. It's old. I mean, it's definitely not from the last, you know, two decades. Axel, don't use dumb words no more. Let me see if I have it a little quicker. But, uh, Rick, keep talking, buddy. I got to uh, look for something real quick, so keep us entertained. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I can talk, uh, but at the same time, I got to look at I got to look for Son of a bitch. You know, I got to like, look uh, for Well, you know, like, everybody's uh, being canceled these days because of... Uh, you know, the way they painted their face in the past or things they've said behind closed doors in the past or whatnot. But it's just it's surprising that uh, this uh, cancel culture hasn't went after Axel yet with, uh, you know, they haven't rehashed this whole one in a million deal thing yet. It's like, I always found that interesting that uh, that he that looks like uh, Axel got a pass on that one. We'll see. Especially, I mean, he might. He might not. We're, we're going to find out here shortly. Yeah, I mean, I'm just... I figure that's going to be a thing that's going to become big in a couple of, uh, it could be a year or so for now, but everybody's going to start freaking out about this song again. Speaking of funny clips, did you ever hear the rumor? And I don't know, maybe you have, maybe you even told me it. Uh, back in 2016 of Axel talking about a certain uh, guitarist. Yes. Uh, uh, it's actually uh, spoke about it in that uh, Goodbye Guns N' Roses book. Could you give uh, us a little description? Yeah, let me find it. Hold on one second. I've got the book here on my phone. And I'll tell you his exact quote here. All right. I'm um, getting the uh, it, clip for you, too. Pink Floyd. 
All right. All right. Okay, here it is. Okay, so, uh, uh, you know, it talks about Axel were privately accused slash of ripping off guitar solos from Pink Floyd's David and Gilmore. Um, and Axel credited Slash's uh, costly divorce with his ex-wife, Pearl H Hudson. You know, uh, he would uh, speak about this stuff privately. And this is uh, a lot, apparently this is what, how a lot of this stuff ended up. That's a lot of the source in this book, too. You know, it's just a... Uh, you know, there's not a lot of uh, – this was uh, spoke about in 2016, I believe, at the Roosevelt Hotel. Mr. Rick, did you get a chance to listen to that rant yet? No, I didn't. <laughs> it won't play on here, man. I'm trying to uh, – I'll see if I could just send it to you on uh, – I'll text you. Give me a second. Yeah, I'm excited to hear this. That's pretty good. You're going to enjoy it. Don't say Brasky doesn't fucking deliver. <laughs> Pretty harsh, man. I, I, they're not my words, sir. I don't endorse it. Okay. I know. What's, what's funny is uh, Axel sounds like a uh, like what a local Mississippian would sound like. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if that doesn't the, sound like a Trump voter, I don't know what does, right? <laughs> 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 So like yeah. I promised, this was going to be, you know, I had Miser the first fucking podcast, which he's almost going to be impossible to be the second guest 
you know, anyone even match, but luckily we had you on tonight and, uh, you know, we had, we had a few things up our sleeve. Yeah, dude, this is a, it's been pretty fun, dude. I've, uh, I haven't done a, I haven't done one of these in a while, you know, well, it's been about a month or two, uh, since I've done any, uh, podcast, but, uh, yeah, dude, I've been hanging around all day, dude, just ready to get out of North Carolina, and uh, tonight ended up being a perfect night to do something like this. So thanks for having me on with it. Brother, I'm going to say right now that this was a very fun episode. I hope we do some more. Um, it was interesting. I hope you enjoyed the Axel uh, at the end. I think we delivered like we always do at the end of our shows where we build up and we go from being kind of a shitty listen to a funny listen by the end of the show. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, it was some interesting stories, dude. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna find out more about the – the Doug and Betta story, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the Hershey Highway story is a classic. I mean, one of the things I, you know, you take that uh, clip I sent you, buddy, and you post that anywhere your heart desires. You can share that. That clip, Mikasa Sukasa. I mean, don't worry about it. I'm going to make sure that we put it in post here so our lovely listening audience can once again hear why we are the, the definitive GNR podcast, which, if you disagree with it now, folks, you're just a fucking idiot or a simp. So. Uh, once again, folks, this has been the Bill Brasky podcast, uh, Fatcast 2.0. Uh, Mr. Dunsford, anything to say before we bounce, brother? No, man, again, thanks uh, for having me on, and this has been a blast. I appreciate it, man. Look forward to having you on again. Bye. Later, bro. And remember, Billy, go fuck yourself. <laughs>